Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. One o'clock hour here on a Monday. It's Cody and Gold, Alex Gold. Cody Tap, Nick Schwartz with you. Minor coming up at 2.15 on the drive. Patrick Mahomes sits down with Carrington Harrison, as always, exclusively on a Monday. Entry to get Mahomes' thoughts, not only on the three picks again, but uh, still one of the most ridiculous plays in, <laughs> that uh, maybe hasn't been talked as much about because of just how the game eventually went, but certainly just I can't get over how many basketball-type moves and plays and touchdowns Patrick Mahomes was made on a football field just in one year alone. It's something that 99.9% of players can never do, and he's done it multiple times this football season. And in two, in two straight weeks, he's made basketball type of, of moves that have resulted in touchdowns. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. Also, in about eight minutes, we'll get into the border war. That was Saturday in Columbia, just another border war beatdown involving Kansas and the Missouri Tigers. So that's coming up in just a little bit. But we, we were talking about the offense for the Chiefs, and – what would it take defensively, though? Is it even possible to feel confident in this defense again? Because we mentioned that's weird hearing the, from you. Because the, the, mention the schedule, right? It's Houston and Seattle, Denver again, and then it's the Raiders in Week 18. We'll see if they need starters in that game or not. I don't think there is an opponent, therefore, a performance that will get people back on board or confident. And a lot of it has to do with the opponent. Like if the chiefs go out there on Sunday against the Texans and have a bounce back defensive performance in which they hold the Texans to 14 points or 17 points and look really good. People say, well, that's the Texans. So I think that's the spot that they put themselves in now that when you give up 20 plus points, 28 or 21 points, I should say to the worst offense, to the the worst offense in the NFL and the Broncos, then yeah, you don't, you don't win that back until you do it in the playoffs. I think it would take them in the opening round. Hopefully it's in the divisional round because the Chiefs get the bye, but we'll see. Whoever that opponent is, maybe it's opening round against Cincy, Chargers, Jets, who knows. It would take them having a really strong defensive performance in that game for people to feel confident the next go around when they have to face likely the Bills or the uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. I've been saying with almost certainly certainty that I thought this defense would be better by the end of the season. I don't think I can I, – I could no longer say that confidently. Not saying it's not possible, Gold, but also you can't pretend like it's a certainty anymore because of that performance. Yes. Who you play and when you play them and how you perform in those moments matters. Because the only two excuses you could make for the defense last night, in my opinion, there are three, actually. They still got sacks. So, okay, that's a good yep. thing, right? Sacks are important. They got a bunch of sacks. That matters. 
They were put in a disadvantageous position by their offense multiple times. That matters. Yeah. I don't even know if those are excuses. I mean, I do think there's those are those are those are facts. Those things will put you at a disadvantage. You know, those those two and and it's a divisional opponent. Like if you just want to be like, well, you know, that, they kind of know. That's it. actually to me like the excuse. That that one's the the other one's like, like a dumb head coach yeah, and like, haven't played each other all year. It feels kind of rich to be like yeah. Dumb, dumb Hackett, like, figured them all out watching tape yeah. all season. I'm like, we did nothing but dunk on that guy the entire yeah. season. Yeah, that that one feels like the the excuse. The first two, I'm like, no, that's reality. They, they did get multiple sacks, and they were put in a bad spot. But the the whole, well, it's a divisional game. Of course it's close. This wasn't some 17-10 to 10 barn burner type of game. This was you were up 27 nothing, and, and you made this thing close late. This wasn't, it's a close game because it's a close, because it's a divisional opponent and all divisional games are close. That you, was not what that You was. might be surprised to find out that Denver averaged less yards per, per play last night than they do on the season. <laughs> so like they're, they're bad on offense. They averaged even less yards per play than they normally do in their already terrible offense. And look, a couple of they got caught on. They got caught on big plays. Like every team gets caught on big plays a couple times over the year. The screenplay was perfectly executed. They got yeah. burnt on it. And a couple of other times they got they got caught. The one that shook me to my core for a minute where I'm like, is this defense going to lose them a playoff game? Was it was second and 34. It was second and 34. And you let them get a 20-plus yard gain on second. And then you let them convert third and 11. And then you let Brett Rippon come in after Russell Wilson got knocked out of the game and scored a touchdown. To the point that I even asked myself briefly after the game. If Russell Wilson had stayed in that game and he had gotten the ball down six like Brett Rippon did, would the Chiefs have lost? Do the Chiefs lose the game if Russell Wilson stays in it the entire time? And I, I don't yeah. think – okay, so here quickly. No, I don't, think, I don't so. think so. But I had to think about it because how the defense played gold. The defense played so poorly in that game at times, it had to be discussed. I like that they keep getting sacks. I'm not saying that's not important. But that was the first time all season that I watched that defense and I'm like, uh-oh. The very young defense looked very young. Guys, I'm I'm surprised to hear you say this because the Chiefs were up 27 to nothing, thanks uh, in part to, to an incredible play made by Willie Gay. They had six sacks. They had two takeaways. The reason why that lead went from 27 Mahomes to picks. nothing to 27 to 13 is because of Patrick Mahomes. I know it's sacrilegious, but like Patrick Mahomes. That's why I said they're not. Let that's the not Broncos ex- back into the game. I agree with you, but I would even take it to a further extent. It's tough for me to come away from that game and think that it's some sort of damning indictment on the Chiefs defense. We know who they are. We know who they are. They're going to make plays. They're going to get after the quarterback from time to time, but they're not a ball hawk team. They're not going to create a ton of takeaways. They gave you two yesterday. They're never going to be a team that just completely shuts down offenses and they're going to give up big plays. That's what Spags does. And if you want to hate him for that, that's fine. But to act like yesterday was some sort of an indictment, like they did their job. It was the offense ultimately that fell apart and was Dr. Jekyll and Mr. I felt your exact same way until the second and 34. I thought this is too much. And then I'm like, so you're going to, you're going to crush the defense because of one play, Cody, two plays, man. It's second and 34. Your job in that they've had too many moments this season of just stop them now. And it's like second and 34 gets the worst offense in the NFL. Pretty sure you should step up in that moment. That's an easy one. But if you want to do That's that, the layup if you want to do that, moments. then we can go through every single team in the NFL and crush them based off like one situation. Yeah, Look, so I, I think, I think there just, ha- there has to be a balance within it. I think it's because of the opponent you faced yesterday is why people are more antsy and on edge about, yeah, probably about this defense, because I didn't we, say we it all, can't we, get better. I just know, feel less cause, confident. Cause we all know. know what Russell Wilson and the Broncos have been 
for this entire season. And to see them have success. Yes, Nick, you're right. Short field. That's why I said those aren't excuses. The short fields are, is a real challenge for any defense. You give an opponent short fields, that, that's put you, that puts yourself in a bad spot. But I think there was some acknowledgement that hey, the Broncos are so bad, like you, you should have been able to hold them to a field goal once, right? I think I think you can say and that's not fair. They already have fair. the league's worst red zone touchdown now, scoring percentage defense, so this isn't like new. Now, where I agree with you, Nick, and we, I, I certainly have defended this in general, is that some of the criticism that Spags gets – especially this year, I think at times can be unwarranted. I think this game to me was more of a not just, oh, well, guys were in the right spot, but they didn't make plays. This to me was also there was some inability to adapt to situations where you you know you, you know who your opponent is, and maybe in that cir- circumstance, you don't need a blitz quite as often as you normally do and willing to adapt. That was what was frustrating. Overall, we had conversations at training camp about this young defense yeah. And we said, hey, look, he's gonna he's got like six guys, six star- guys rotating in that are rookies. Three rookie at the, corners. At the time, actually, we were only thinking three or four. And then, yeah. now, of course, now there's an, so right now you got six rookies rotating in. And I think you, Cody, you might have even made the comment during camp or after week one. It was like, man, this is almost like a free pass year. You you said uh, you said yeah. it was almost like a free pass. I think it's year hard to put it on Spags in a year because in which of the youth. his talent is so, so unproven and so unknown. And which is why I, I think tomorrow or later in this week we're going to talk more about Spags as a defensive coordinator compared to prior regimes and things like that. And I think it's a fair it's a fair conversation. I will also argue if we're going to have that conversation, then you need to also, I guess, be critical about. Brett Veach as a general manager and where the money's been allotted on defense. We know they put resources and draft capital this offseason on the defense, uh, but is it being allocated in the proper way? I think that's something we got to explore more. If we're just going to pin it all on Spags acting as if a new young defensive coordinator would come in and they'd be playing so much better, I'm not so sure that's the case. To me, it was the first crack at the facade a little. It was just... Up until this point, I just kind of always thought this team's going to get better because they're young, they're athletic... I see the problem. And you still see some of that in that game. But this is one of the few games where I'm like, ooh, they look young. They got picked on, and they got picked on for the second straight game because they got picked on a little bit by Cincy as well, who they pretty much didn't stop at all. And you're like, again, Cincy, you're like, that's eh, cool. I get it. Uh, they're one of the league's best offenses. They got one of the league's best quarterbacks. Makes sense. Yeah. Then to have Russ come in, and you're like, Ugh. Also, can someone explain one thing to me? Someone needs to go down to one arrowhead drive knock on Spags and Andy's office doors and tell them one thing. It is not as important as you think it is to get them out of field goal range on second or third down. Doesn't matter. Stop doing it. Remember, that was Spags' defense when he said he blitzed on third and a million against Cincinnati in the regular season game last year, and they could have taken Denver to third and 23, third and 24, and instead decided to make it second and 10 more yards. And yeah. it definitively was a better idea to try to force him to get 20 yards, accept the field goal, and move on with your life. Stop trying to kick teams out of field goal range. You yourself don't chase points. Don't try to kick people out for the three points they're chasing. You know, like you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they don't they don't get overly worried about a little bit of points here or there in wrong moments of games. Then don't worry about that. Let them get their 15 yards. Let them kick their chip shot field goal. Go out and win the game after that. you got the number one quarterback in the NFL. 913-586-7610. Jay Southland, Toast Service, text line from the 816. Have you guys noticed that ever uh, ever since J- Sam Madison left for Miami, our secondary has taken a dive. It's time to reevaluate. Obviously, Sam Madison was the cornerback or secondary coach uh, and left. I also, think what's different? It's not going great Miami in that department. Well, also, so. like, what's, what's all, what, what else has changed? Uh, you've got this young uh, a start at fourth yeah, round, seventh round, yeah, yeah. first round are all at corner. That's always 
that always has to be at least part of the conversation. And a change when we're talking, safety. When we're talking about this defense, still have to acknowledge how many rookies are rotating in on a consistent basis and being asked to take on huge roles. That's all. That's it. That's not. That's not saying that the criticism isn't fair towards Spags. I think it absolutely is. This this game in particular, more than others, um, but there has to still also be an acknowledgement of the personnel that you currently are working with. And some people don't like that comment, but I'm just telling like, also, if you think that, that Spags uh, is not going to be the defensive coordinator next year, well, then that means you're banking on a massive, massive failure in the postseason. You should be hoping for that. Right. Yeah. That That's what, that's what, that's what got Bob Sutton. Fired. Correct. And I, I, I don't believe that that's going to be in the cards whatsoever. I'm not saying the conversation's not fair uh, to compare where, where things are at, but I, I, if we're going to do that, then we need to have a conversation about, the front office and where this defense is at and whether or not they're assembling it the correct way or not. Do you feel bad for what Kansas did to Missouri? <laughs> no. <laughs> do I feel bad as a KU alum? Yeah, like, do you think Do you think Kansas should issue an apology? They actually dropped in the AP polls because the Associated but Press... Who was... should be more sorry? Kansas for what they did to Missouri on the court on Saturday or Missouri for making Kansas... For wasting our time? For, yeah, making, making them drive all the way to Columbia for something that could have been handled through an email, right? Just like, hey, you're better than us. We get it. No need to drive all the way here. They're... Um was a genuine belief from Missouri fans. We talked to Carrington about this on Friday from Missouri fans. Like why they seem more amped up for the game than, than the, at least than I did. And I think some KU fans, cause they saw some hope for the first time. Because in a long time. They, they know what happened a year ago where that game was completely non-competitive. And they said, okay, we, we didn't expect to be competitive. There was genuine enthusiasm on the Missouri part. This go around because they were nine and oh, so oh, we got it. We got a chance. We're only three, three and a half point dogs. They never, had a chance in that game, Cody. 28-point win. They got their they ass have... kicked. Plain and simple. Yeah. Plain and simple. And it turns out that that schedule that we talked about on Friday, like, well, we'll find out. Well, the schedule won't matter if they beat KU. Well, is fraudulent. That's what it equates to. It's the reason why they were 9-0, Cody, and not ranked in the top 25. How many Power 5 teams start 9-0 and and don't get ranked? The ones that have terrible schedule. Nick gave me the, the number on Friday. Ranked Ken Th- the third ranked Kenpom There was only like two or three schedules easier than theirs in all oh, of college oh, basketball. Update, they moved up six spots. There now. you go. There you go. You're welcome. So they're just almost out of the bottom ten. So Wait, they only moved up six spots for playing Kansas? That's how bad their schedule has been. SIU Edwardsville, the Lindenwoods, the Houston Baptists of the world, as we were joking about. You know Whatever what I mean? it may be. I think this all comes back to the same thing, though, that we were saying before. Is like... I know the game had juice because of how much you guys are relishing in it. Because the more Not saying you shouldn't. Yeah, the- because, like, Nick is gleaming. He walked in, practically skipped a step, clapped his two feet together as he walked through the door. No, it had nothing to he do with was, the game. He was just... No, Cody, it was, it Cody, was- it had nothing to do with the game. It was the fact that because the game was so non-competitive, I had time to do other things on Saturday, and I'm thankful for that. Got a lot done. Yeah, got some I, laundry done. Honestly, you want to know why there's a little bit more joy out of it it's because their football coach, who is not involved at all in what occurred on the court, I actually like Missouri's basketball coach. I actually like his post game press conference. Very impressed with him. Their football coach is a joke, though. Their football coach thinks he's done something at that university. He hasn't done a damn thing yet. Eli Drinkwood's out there holding a sign from the student section. Look, the student section can have whatever signs they want. Nobody's critical of the students here. No. But he's holding the level five level one violation sign, thinking he's funny, smart, clever, whatever. I'm all good. I'm, I'm all for the fun and riot. But he acts as though he's won an SEC title for them, Cody. He acts as if he's won an, an, a divisional championship 
in the SEC. So you're He's saying you'd be, you wouldn't five. want Leipold doing this? Either. Hell no, I wouldn't want Leipold <laughs> doing that. No, their coach is kind of acting like a clown, man. Can you? He's you can't even imagine 500. Lance Leipold he, doing that. He, no, he's under oh, five. He's not that guy. He's under five hundred, and he's never won a bowl game. He's acting as if he's accomplished something there yet. He hasn't done anything yet, Cody. He might. As he an, might, but he just got an extension. The guy's not done a damn thing. As an outsider of this situation, Trinkwitz does definitely have the vibes of someone who desperately wants to be liked. We all have those people in our lives. You're like, you don't need to be liked this much, man. Just. Be good at coaching football. No one really cares. No, I don't know if it's be liked as much as it is get attention. I don't think he's worried. I don't. You're not holding up that sign if you just want to be loved by everyone. You're holding up that sign if you want everyone to pay attention to you, which is actually worse. Like, I don't care if you hate me. Just look at me. Please look. I'm doing something. I'm saying something. Please look at me. Please That's give me your attention. Someone said he was trying to be Lane Kiffin. It's actually not a totally unfair comparison. Here's the thing. Kiffin's Lane way Kiffin better at it. Liffin, Liffin's better. Kiffin's better at getting attention. He's funnier, and he actually wins football games. He's had success. Look, if Eli Drinkwitz goes next year and wins 10 games and very goes to an SEC title game, hey, you can start talking all you want, and nobody's going to care because you're winning. Who gives a damn? You can back it up. He hadn't done anything yet to, to me to be doing what he's doing. That's all. I think it's hilarious. I think it's embarrassing. I'd be embarrassed if I was an MU fan, not with just the basketball team's result, with your football coach acting like an idiot out there. That probably did not help the situation. The fact that it was in utter B-town um, probably did not. Because if they lose by five, Drinkowitz doesn't get dunked on quite the same way. To me, it's kind of like little brother behavior, which I think you need to actively avoid against your number one competitor. Because both teams did that for a while. You do like you do the little kid behavior, be like, "Oh, I'll see you in basketball season, or I'll see you in football season." Yeah. You can't even do that anymore. Well, it's also because two, so two don't weeks, hold up the sign in the game. That's no good. Two weeks earlier, you ducked the football program, so that's why it all. Comes Which is together. now, and this is it. I'm sorry, Missouri fans. I'm sorry that it has to be this way, but you are just gonna have to 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 wear this one for a year. You have no recourse. Kansas fans are going to get to rub it in your face for an entire. No, they'll year. get to they'll get to hash it out later this month at the Liberty Bowl. No, they won't. They're yeah, not playing tell each other. You, one of the schools didn't want to play. Wait, what? Yeah. I thought they were playing football this year. I'm afraid they, they had a chance. It's the that's the Liberty. Missouri Bowl. taking what on happened? Wake Forest. Yeah, the Liberty Bowl uh, usually does feature six win teams and a Big Twelve SEC. Mm-hmm. Uh, and KU is playing an SEC opponent, but the one that they the Liberty Bowl even wanted to have uh, decided they didn't they didn't want to play that opponent. Oh man. Yeah, I don't know if you. That would have been that. so cool, though. It would have been so cool to see one of the oldest rivalries in college athletics. You know, face off the same month, two different sports. Would have been In fun. Fairness, that would have been, it could have gone, it would have made the rivalry stuff interesting either way because Missouri wins and be like, yeah, we still got you. And then if Kansas wins, it's like, boy. That's the thing. Oh, Say what you, even. Oh, that's not a good year. Even if you hate that Drinkwitz did that because of the fact that he hasn't won and he hasn't, he hasn't been relevant. Maybe he You especially Missouri. can't do it after your program yeah. seemingly Is, ducked the other teams in your sport. And then you're like sitting there taking a victory lap in the stands. When he didn't even, when he commented on it, he didn't even exactly <laughs> deny it. You, you know what's funny? That was not helpful. That. He didn't even exactly deny it. He's like, oh, I mean, you know, football. You're like, those aren't words. What do you mean? You know what's funny to Did think you about? avoid them? That he actually made those signs. Like that he was in the parking lot. Like, <laughs> hey, wouldn't this be funny? Do you guys have any glitter? Like, five, how many level one violations was it? Five? Not They're going to love this. Oh, man. I'm assuming that's how Eli Drinkwitz talks, too. I know what happened before he got there, but he's the head football coach of a program that did have a postseason ban due to violations because they cooperated. (laughs) But he didn't do it, so, you know. But it's kind of funny. (laughs) What university doesn't have violations on there? What about your ruse? 
What about your Buffaloes? You think they're going to end up with one in a couple years? Fine. They win. I don't care. Right. Same that's, thing as UMKC. Exactly UMKC right. doesn't have any. That's their problem. Yeah, you've encouraged They it, should actively cheat. Uh, I mean, just really lean into it. Yeah, you've you've. How should they cheat first? Well, it's harder now. NIL's made it harder to cheat. You know, and I don't, don't think we've talked to, enough about that. Have like, to, there's other ways to cheat by, besides paying players. But that was the easiest way to but cheat you could for pay so off, long. Pay off the refs. Yeah, that'd be fine. Because paying players does not guarantee that you're going to be good. Paying off the refs does. Nancy Kerrigan opposing players. Whatever you need to do wow. at this point, Nick. So you're wow. actually wishing bodily. Is that what happened at the youth soccer game? No, I had nothing to do with that. Hmm. That's what. That's what uh, Tony Harding said. <laughs> Well, she eventually copped to it. Are you sure you're not? Did you not have an incident? What? What incident? At the soccer game? You know that I'm too mild-mannered to be getting in fights will you with refresh, referees. Will you refresh everybody who wasn't listening earlier? So, right before my daughter's youth soccer game, mm-hmm. there was an altercation. A fight broke out of a kid, couple years older than my kids' soccer game that began with an adult throwing a bag of ice at a referee and escalated beyond that. Crushed you, ice or... Yeah, do we know the shape sure. of the ice? <laughs> would that have changed it? For, well, black ice well, would you, be a problem. It, yeah, well, that's, if, that's attempted murder. Had they broke it on the ground yet? Like, had they already thrown it against the cement to break the ice up? I think it was a bag of ice that they had received from the concession area, you know, for like an injury. So a smaller bag. Yes. But okay. still. Well, this doesn't even seem like that big of a deal now. The fact that two parents got in a fight after throwing something at a 15-year-old so, kid. Wait, was one parent stepping in to defend no, the they were both, referee? Um they were both upset with how each other were, to my understanding, they were both upset about how each other were acting in the in the portion of the game. Too boisterous, maybe. Uh, excuse me? So one so one parent is like, hey, you're yelling too much. And the other oh. one's like, no, you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is for... Uh, I mean, why did the ref get the ice thrown? This 15-year-old was the referee. A 15-year-old yeah, kid is a ref. Nothing, man. I don't know. You like, called something out of bounds he shouldn't have. Who cares? They're oh, nine. Geez. What do you think it did? Change the out, swung the game? Did it, though? What was the final score? No idea. What would you have done if you were officiating that game? Let's Quit! Say, I'm out! No, but like when the guy threw the bag of ice at you. I'm you out! Have, you just would have left? We're like, you guys can figure this out. You both lose. Honestly, I probably would have just made the other team lose. and be like, and your team forfeits. And go blame your parents. Your the parents team, are yeah, the team, I wouldn't do the that. The team who didn't throw ice at me, they they. Again, I wouldn't do that. Blocks. Now you're going to get assaulted. Now you're actually going to get beat up. I was only a part of one umpiring crew, which so someone got tossed. So your your course of action would be to escalate the situation further. <laughs> Probably. Right? Is that what they teach you in ref school? Like, if, if people start getting mad, then just start really getting under their skin. Start hurling insults back at them. <laughs> Is that a good strategy? There are a lot of people there. No one's going to just let you get your teeth kicked in by that guy. Unless you make them all enemies. Am I going to make them all? I guess I make them all enemies by making their team forfeit versus just kicking the one troublemaker yeah. out. Yeah. Well, that's a good point, I guess. Nope, all the kids gotta lose. You gotta learn <laughs> if your parents are a jerk, that this is all on you. Get your get your get your dad in line. That's the thing. It's not. Fair Tell him it's, it's a youth not, soccer game and he can't be acting like this. You actually would get your ass whooped as a referee. <laughs> that much I know. Because honestly, like in a way, that is what should happen anytime a ref, if the parents are being ridiculous, but not as eight, not with eight or nine year olds. Like in terms of ending the game, but if it, if it was a. Uh, a, a game involving 15-year-old, 14-year-old kids, 
who they're old enough to understand how their parents really how should consequences act, work. Yeah. Then then I would do what you're saying, which would yeah. Be but like, what are they what supposed is, to do? Like, what you're 15 years old, you can't tell your parents what to do. Yeah, but it's even it's even worse though. Like, for, like the eight year old kid's not going to even know like what the hell's going on as much as the 14 year old would know that their parents yelling at the refs is not. But a, what not lesson? A good thing. What lesson? No, it sucks for the kid either way, which is the problem. Oh, okay. okay, it sucks for the kid either way, but at least that <laughs> it sucks one, for the kid to have you know bad parents. They, those 14 year olds can go can go argue with their parents. The eight year old's not going to even understand. Like I don't know, man. I don't know how. What like if I? There's a lot of households you don't get to argue with your parents. Especially if those parents are the ones who are yelling at referees at youth soccer games. And getting fights probably aren't the type of parents I'd go home to and say, Hey, dumbass, what was that? (laughs) That's their problem to deal with. (laughs) Well, I think we know how those parents are going to be dealing with it. (laughs) Which is? Which is what? Kadoosh. You know what. Kadoosh? Uh-huh. All right. Noted. Kadoosh. Up next. By the way, don't get in fights at youth soccer games. Don't. Don't be an idiot. Plain and simple. All right, let's get to what's trending coming up next. And the running backs, a key asset going forward for the Chiefs. You're listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss Alex's That Betting Show every Thursday night at 7 o'clock. Right here on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast how powerful is cox internet powerful enough to let your band members in vegas phoenix and rhode island jam like you're all in the same garage Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. What's trending? All right, let's check in on the hot topics. Trending, trending, trending. Number one on what's trending, we heard from Andy Reid earlier today. Uh, he believes the Chiefs got out of yesterday's win against the Broncos without any new injuries, certainly a positive. And the story the rest of this week will be about the hamstring once again for Kadarius Tony. He made progress last week, still did not uh, play in yesterday's game, was not active. And then also uh, McCole Hartman can come off the IR, so uh, maybe he has a chance to practice this week. That'll be something we'll keep an eye on later on as the uh, as the week continues. Of course, Kansas City uh, still has not clinched the AFC West. That's because the Chargers did defeat the Miami Dolphins last night, but still uh, 99% chance, according to the, the metrics, to actually win the division. Nobody's concerned about that. Just going to have to wait one more week, and maybe they'll, they'll have a chance to uh, to do it against the Texans this weekend. Honestly, because all these teams play each other, it's like good for the Chiefs kind of no matter how it plays itself out because in this case, it essentially eliminated Miami from the number one seed conversation. I know you'd rather Miami have the number one seed, but really you just want the least amount of teams possible to win it. You want it to be between you and Buffalo. Hope they lose, you win out, and you get the one seed. Yeah, Miami has to go to – Miami's going to have to go to a cold-weather city. They're not going to win that division. So. They have to go to a cold-weather like city. They have to play Buffalo this Saturday, and it's supposed to be like lake drift snow again. Yeah, Tyree Kill's got a little ankle injury. I, I think the Dolphins, uh, after what the 49ers did to them, uh, the Dolphins have to make some adjustments. We, we talked so much a year ago about teams adjust to the Chiefs. Well, when you're the, the, the hot offense in football, people are going to look uh, for ways to slow you down more than others, and the 49ers found maybe that blueprint to do so. And we're not seeing the adjustment yet from Tua in that offense. Next up on what training Mississippi State head coach Mike Leach is still being hospitalized after what's now being reported as a heart attack. It is home last night. Most people calling it like I think the one of his former players are calling it like, you know, like need a miracle kind of situation. Certainly looks like it's very dire for Mike Leach right now, who is still at least according to most recent reports being hospitalized after suffering that last night. John Canzano, uh, well-known uh, college football writer out in the West Coast, of course, interacted with Mike Leach yeah. in his time at Washington State, put out a, a piece today uh, mentioning that, uh, I guess, Mike Leach had been dealing with pneumonia and, and throughout this football season as well. Uh, and he also said that Mike Leach uh, is dealing with, with heart, heart failure. That's been a known thing for a little yeah. while. Obviously, thoughts and prayers out to him. Very serious situation. Next up on what's trending, we'll, we'll continue talking about coaches. This one for a much different story involving uh, men's basketball coach at Texas, Chris Beard, uh, reports out. And now the, the city of Austin Police Department has put out a statement that around 12.15 in the morning, the Austin Police Department received a 911 call for a disturbance at his home. The caller reported the disturbance was no longer ongoing. One of the individuals had left the house. Police officers responded, located a woman who stated she had been assaulted and strangled by Chris Beard. He was booked in the Travis County Jail. He's charged with assault by strangulation, suffocation, a third-degree felony. That's all we know at this point. Obviously, a very serious matter there involving the men's basketball coach at Texas. I mean, depending on how that plays out, they might be looking for a new men's basketball coach in Texas, obviously. 
depending on how the rest of that story goes. Next up on Watch Training, Brett McMurphy reporting that there is, quote, growing sentiment and momentum for OU in Texas to leave the Big 12 early and join the SEC in 2024. That, according to his sources, he said there's still some things to work out, you know, buyouts and whatnot that would occur between that conference and those programs. The Big 12 is set to obviously add schools this upcoming year in 2023 with the plan is OU and Texas still being a part of it, but they could be gone by as early as 2024. Honestly, if they're leaving the conference, good riddance. If they'll pay the fee, get them out of your league. You're not buying yourself time. You just got the new TV deal. It was for plenty of money. Your ratings have clearly definitively put you as the third most valuable TV commodity in college football behind the SEC and the Big Ten. Let them leave, move on, and go on about your business. And they did that. The third valuable TV commodity, despite the fact doing that, they got good ratings for the Big 12 championship game, and they had none of their, I would say, power programs, at least at this time in the game. That's why we had the conversation of if TCU or Kansas State could end up being the face of this conference going forward. Lastly, on what's trending, new AP Top 25 men's basketball poll is out. Purdue, the new number one team in the country. Kansas actually fell from six to eight despite beating Missouri. That win didn't even help them in the polls, Cody. Not at all. It hurt them in the polls. It did. It did. They thought Missouri uh, looked so bad that they're like, you know, we're actually going to ding you for that. It turns you out. You played one of the teams with the worst schedules schedule. in. Mm-hmm. One of the worst schedules in. Beat them by 28. Uh, K-State uh, in action this weekend against Nebraska. Uh, and then KU, of course, has a huge game on Saturday against uh, top 12. I don't know if they moved up in the rankings. I haven't seen Indiana on Saturday at Allen Fieldhouse, which will be a really good test, really good game coming up on Saturday. That's what's trending here on Cody and Gold. Reminder, once again, tomorrow, 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 tomorrow is the day for our second annual four Cody o'clock. and Gold toy drive. Yeah, it starts at 4 o'clock. Go until 7. We'll be hanging out there for a while at Jefferson's in North Kansas City. Uh, hopefully, you guys have a chance to stop by, uh, at least for a few minutes, at the very least, to drop off a new uh, unwrapped toy for the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Kansas City, helping out families and kids here in the area. We're glad to have your support last year, hoping you guys can provide it as well. But, yeah, stop in. Uh, and hang out with us a little bit. Cody will be wearing the, the Santa outfit. We've joked about that throughout the show because uh, he said anybody, no age limit, any weight, any of it, you can sit on his lap. He's very excited about that. Okay, don't – why put it that way? Why do you guys both make it so weird sometimes? Did you not say you'd re- you're welcoming everybody? I said I felt like it wouldn't be very Santa-like right. to turn people so I'm, away. I'm just trying to – And we're trying to get toys for the to, Boys and Girls Club. But then you said he liked it. Well, I'm trying He's to looking forward to it. Are you not he excited for wait. tomorrow? You're not excited for I'm the toy excited drive? For the Wait, toy what drive. did Gold do wrong? I'm trying to tell people we're excited for this toy drive. You yeah. happen to be Santa tomorrow. You're trying to be welcoming the only, to everybody. The only thing he didn't do was like do the baby talk voice like you. Yeah, so get your ass in there and put that ass on Cody's lap. That's all we're saying. Okay. And get it and get it there. And he'll like that. We do hope to see you tomorrow night. <laughs> Jefferson's North KC. Going to inhale some wings. Even if you don't like us. You don't hate children, right? Who need toys for Christmas time? Just, you know, do the right thing. So come sit on Cody's lap for the children. That's what they want. Don't put it that way. Don't what? put that on the headline. Do you what remember, do you mean? Do we even still have our failed... Um, I don't know if those got deleted or not. No, I don't think so. You don't think those are purged, there anymore? Man. A lot of stuff got purged. Why do they just delete all of our stuff? There's so much fun stuff we do on this show sometimes. I don't think we were singled out specifically. It felt like it, though, because I was told that the people oh, over perfect. at KMBZ Cody, didn't have any of their from stuff. From the 913, from the 913, it says they will sit on Cody's lap, 6'4", 425. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Looking forward to seeing you, sir. Yep. We welcome anybody who brings a toy. As long as you bring a toy, 
Cody's lap is yours. Okay. I don't. I just don't. I don't like the phrasing. What? what? You got to, like, get a recorder and play it back. <laughs> You'll hear it. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Well, either way, I am looking forward to the toy drive and Good. getting as many I'm toys as we are. can for the boys and girls. Now club. act like it. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> Quit being curmudgeon. I thought. Hey, by the way, is our guy Nick Price is going to offer up a uh, free order of fried pickles like he did the last time? Wow, wait to just. <laughs> is he going to do that? Is he going to come through for us? You want me to call him right now? Yeah, I do. Actually, you make sure that he's off. Remember last time he offered up free fried pickles for people I love who don't. You're just telling him what to give. I, I think he should do it again. Well, I don't really care what he gives away for free. He's just he should give something. Away hey, uh, for free. Nick, if if uh, if Nick Price says no, then Cody, because of that comment right there, I think you're on the hook to buy people fried. Yeah. Pickles. <laughs> what if I get what if I get pickles? Nick Price on the air and he's like, actually, you know, it's been a tough quarter for us. We can't really afford to be giving away fried pickles, so Would no. You? Can't do it. Sorry. I mean, I'll be understanding, but I think we should at least ask. Order some damn fried pickles. Pay for it yourself. Yeah. Not talking about me for other You're people. You're trying to get free fried pickles. I'm not trying to get I, want, I don't like I pickles. Want, I, want Once wing, again, I want wings and the corn I nuggets. I don't like pickles. Wings and corn nuggets you, you, and beer. You know what it really is here, Gold? It's, once again, an example of Cody... Making financial decisions for other people. <laughs> yeah, it's it's incredible. Hmm. It really, really is. Okay. I don't think that that's what this is about. I think this is about bringing as much encouragement as possible to get people to Jefferson's in North Kansas City tomorrow to donate a toy for the kids. I care about the kids. Maybe you don't, Nick. Maybe not enough to ask Nick Price about these free pickles, but you know. No, I do care about the kids. <laughs> enough to text Nick. Oh, you just want me to text him? Yeah. I mean, you can call him and put him on the air, but I don't think we have to put him on that, that kind of spot. Because if he says no, then he does kind of look like the, he looks like the Ebenezer Scrooge situation here. You could always just pretend you never got a text from him and then we could just forget this conversation happened. But if that's part of the deal, I think we should be mentioning that as we mentioned the toy drive. That's all. Uh, someone from the 816, then we'll get back into the Chiefs in the running game. Uh, my kids look forward to seeing Cody. They think he's Santa. I told them to stay away from Nick. Smart. And his Honestly. photography. Very wise. What do you mean by photog- my photography? Questionable photography. What? I'm just reading the text, man. I don't know what you've I done. won't be painted as some sort of a pervert here. Just stay away from the kids. That's all we're saying. No, I resent that. I, I spend a lot of time around children. Well, that was a weird way to put it. But I would not have said it that way if I knew. Uh, I think that might be part of the problem. <laughs> That's part of the issue here. I, I hung out with my niece and nephew all weekend, went and took them to get donuts on Saturday morning. Luring Great uncle. Great uncle. No. With food? No, I, they had permission. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, let's get back to some cheese football. Let's, let's do that because as much as there's been some very justified concerns and criticism uh, today, I, I do think these running backs, man, continue to – look better and better as the season has gone on. Both Isaiah Pacheco sealing the deal late against the Broncos, and we know what kind of uh, aggressiveness that Isaiah Pacheco can run with. I, I personally, I think you agree, would have liked to have seen him run the ball 20 times yeah, yesterday, more. not just 13 for Pacheco. I think he's more than capable of doing that. I get it. He's a rookie, college games versus NFL games, the length of them, but he, he's not, he didn't play week one, week two, week three at full full go, so I don't, I'm not worried about him wearing down. If that's their concern... Uh, then, then, then I guess they, they obviously have had maybe more conversations with him himself. But that doesn't make much sense to me. And then, Jer- by the way, there's no sign of it. He's still running for five yards exactly. carry every time exactly. he touches the football. And, and Jarek McKinnon, as much as we've praised him as a unbelievable pass protector, 
You get him the ball in space. When's the last time he didn't make a big play happen? We made a bunch in the last game. Yeah, he was awesome yesterday. Flat out awesome. It's kind of weird to come out of a game in which the running backs combined for 227 all-purpose yards and feel like they were underutilized. But they were, right? Anybody want to take the other side and say that they should have used them less? They have been... I go back to what we said last week. The absence of Clyde has made them better. It's less convoluted. Andy said in his presser today, he's like, they do two very wildly different things. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, but they both do them really well, right? And that's what makes them so dangerous. They both do the job they do incredibly well, and when they're in there, you're still not sure, sure they're getting the ball because Andy barely ever runs the ball. So if Isaiah Pacheco's back there, you're like, well, if he gets it, I know he's running, but also he's been catching more passes too. Not Jarek McKinnon levels, but he's been doing it. I love this combination. It is the best running back combination they have had since they had Kareem Hunt and whoever was second. And I know that that sounds silly, but like that was such a good combination because Kareem Hunt was so dominant. But this is better than any of the other pairings they've had. I don't care if it's Damian Williams and Daryl or any of the guys that have come between where they've had 1,000-yard all-purpose backs. Now that they're in place and it's working, it's going as well as they could have imagined. Now to the point that I'm like, man, should they bring Jarek McKinnon back next year? A running back who could barely stay healthy. And there. I'm like, ah, they'll just work in a different way, and it'll look different, but it won't work. I won't let myself panic. But I love this combination for the playoffs because it's what makes the offense, from the onset, the original plan for the offense work. It adds two more people to throw the ball to. Jarek McKinnon wow. is fifth and- on this team in yards from scrimmage. Isaiah Pacheco is third. Well, what's exciting about it is uh- – this offense, we know we've been waiting for Tony and McCall Hardman to come back, Cody. And while they've been absent, we've seen more of a role for Pacheco and for McKinnon. Yeah. You would like to think, and maybe this will be end up being a huge frustration of ours. I don't know. But you would like to think when McCall and Tony are available and hoping that another injury doesn't occur as the NFL, there's a good chance that somebody won't be available come playoff time. It's just the way it works usually. But if they have the full group together – like. This offense, the, even if there's some concern about the interceptions yesterday, this offense and what they're capable of doing, we just saw what they did uh, points per game-wise against the Broncos. Like, this offense is going to be far from the problem. But it's even better. Like, now that these two guys are rolling, that was a part of the offense that wasn't rolling this way earlier I, in the I, year. I, rolling yeah. into the rest of it. Rolling in with Tony and McCall Harmon when they come back. And now both running backs are working. And Travis Kelsey's working. And Juju Smith-Schuster's working. And MVS does what he's kind of supposed to do. He's going to end up being the exact same wide receiver you signed. That's why I wonder if, I, if if Clyde will ever really come off IR this year. He shouldn't. I don't think he's going to. I don't think they should bring him back next year. I've already looked. The numbers now, you justify. You back and forth on that. Where do they Walk. take him? What do they, what do they do with him? Cut him. If they designate him for a post-June 1st cut, they save a couple million dollars. You can buy like 15 running backs for $2 million. Wow. He'd, be, he'd be a top 15 paid running back in the NFL next year. You really want to bring him back for that? What if they're still gas in the tank? You know, okay. what if we haven't seen the best of gas Clyde in the tank? No, so he's obviously Pacheco is the number one running back in this system. I'm not. I'm not as convinced as you are that he won't be back next year. We know. Duh, I'm saying he should be. I'm not convinced year. he won't be. Yeah, decline in the fifth year option, all that. That's a no brainer. We already knew that well before anything yeah, happened that, this that's season. That's been a lock for a while. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, it'll be an interesting decision. I, I still personally would bring him back as my number two. Um, I, I understand you're mentioning the dollar amount. You and I have gone back and forth on this. Like to me, you cut them. You're right. You could save, I think, nine hundred thousand dollars or something like that. Um, but by the time you go and sign another back, uh, then to me, you're at well, you're saving three hundred thousand dollars. Are they up against the cap that much to where that's what they have to do? We know they need multiple backs. We know Andy likes having multiple backs in the picture. And you're right. We don't know yeah. if McKinnon's back. So as of right this second under contract next year, it's Pacheco and Clyde. Those are the only two running Which backs. Which makes it more likely so he'll that's, be back. That's why. But 
Pacheco is the guy. There's no question about that. He's absolutely earned that responsibility. And McKinnon's been fantastic uh, to see become more than just a pass protector on third downs. Breaking news in the Cody okay. Gold. You will be receiving a free order of fried pickles for okay. anyone who donates a toy tomorrow. And if you're interested, three Michelob Ultra bottles for $6.10. It's two deals. Say that again. Three Mick Ultra bottles for $6.10. That's like $2.03 per bottle, Cody. There's no way. It's it's true. I confirmed via sources that that's an accurate number. Wow. So now there's, almost fried no, pickles? now there's almost no reason to not come out to the Cody and Gold Toy Drive tomorrow. I know I'll be there. Yes, you will. We all do. You like fried pickles? I don't, but I don't. I don't care. I like Michelob Ultra. <laughs> I told you last year. I've got you to try the fried corn nuggets, sir. Oh, dude, you my introduced favorite, those man. to me last They're year. So good, life changers. That, seriously, that's like my those the wings. The wings, good. obviously, but like the fried corn nuggets are amazing. You can order that tomorrow. Hell yeah! You gonna hammer some corn nuggets? Definitely. Yeah, we'll be at start starting at four o'clock. He's got that dog in him when it comes no. to those corn nuggets. <laughs> Dude, nice whenever, whenever, like, whenever I see Alex like just housing a plate of corn nuggets, I'm like, "Dude, he Man. is him. He is him." Uh, it was funny because, like, right after we were doing that earlier, I saw Robert Griffin Jr. the third had like sent out a tweet yesterday about mm-hmm. some I don't even remember what quarterback, but he was calling him. Yeah. I'm telling it might you, have been Mahomes. The more you joke about it, and the more we talk about it, the more you're going to notice it. Fair like question from the 913. Is it appropriate to get hammered drunk at this toy drive tomorrow with the cheap beer that Jefferson's is now offering? Just make sure you have a safe ride. That's right. And make sure you bring a toy. Other than that, yeah, yep. we're in. Yep. As long as you get home safe, you can have as much as you want mm-hmm. within reason. Judgment-free uh, time at Jefferson's tomorrow. Yeah, I won't be judging you. That's for sure. Some of these guys might because apparently they are anti-fun. Because no, they, don't have, I told they you- don't have that dog in them like me. <laughs> like when I, so when I start, when I get after it, dude, I am him. When you put can you a bucket, say it like that? Can you yeah. say it about yourself? No, I am him. When you put a bucket you, of meat, I don't think I've heard anyone say You can't call I yourself. It has yes, to be you can. Stephon Diggs, Diggs did it. Well, someone else has to appoint that, anoint that to you. St- Stephon Diggs like did it. Yourself. And, dude, yeah. when you put a bucket of Mick Ultras, when you put a bucket of crisp Pilsners in front of me, I have that. I be. I start to get that dog in me. <laughs> and I am him. Has anyone sent us a Photoshop that we want of Rob Collins? Again, we're still asking for this. We need Rob Collins on. He he once tweeted out, or maybe on his Instagram, a shirtless photo. We need that <laughs> of him on we, his birthday, and we need you to then Photoshop in the Those dogs, the ribs with the dog inside the ribs. <laughs> X-ray. Yeah, yeah. That's all we're asking for, so we can give it to him as a gift. Hey, Texan brings week. up a good point, Cody. You did call Robert Griffin Jr. You said oh, Robert Griffin Jr. the third. Oh yes, that's my bad. The third. Confusing. You know, yeah. and also RG3. Just go RG3. <laughs> RG3. Yeah. That's why. Let's go RG3. I think it might have been about Mahomes now that I think about Someone it. says they're concerned what kind of toys Nick will bring to the toy drive tomorrow. Nick hopefully chooses responsibly. Guys, I, 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 I don't know what sort of picture you have you, in your head about who I am. You've painted it yourself, man. Yeah, that you do I have that dog in me when it comes to <laughs> oh being stop, good around kids. Stop with the. <laughs> when it comes to just being a good, responsible adult around children, I am him. I am that guy. <laughs> I hate the way it sounds. Like, my sister and my brother-in-law say that. They're like, wow, Nick's a great uncle. He is him. They've never said that. <laughs> oh, dude, they say it all the time. When my, when my niece and nephew are just, like, having a great time and we're playing, we're playing games and we're doing Barbies and Legos and stuff, they're like, wow, Nick is him. Do you do different voices and stuff? Oh, yeah. Great book reader. Great book reader? That's yeah. what you're giving yourself credit for? I read sleep, a book called Sleepy Train to my nephew. Loved it. 
They like anybody reading them. My books. uncle said, my, my 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 nephew, he's three. He turns three in January. He's like, you are him. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, the three-year-old. I was like, that. I know, I buddy. I bet the three-year-old I know, said I know that. I am, buddy. He's like, you have that dog in you. <laughs> <laughs> the final word. Oh, my goodness. Again, uh, we'll, Need some remind, laughs. we'll remind you guys tomorrow when we're on the air. But tomorrow, Toy Drive. Really looking forward to this. Uh, help us support some families uh, in Kansas City with the Boys and Girls Club of Greater KC. Coming up next, though, we'll hand things off to CDOT and Rob. I know they're going to talk plenty of Chiefs football, but I can't wait to hear Rob talk KUMU with CDOT after some of the trash talk CDOT had on Friday. You won't want to miss that. And Patrick Mahomes, his exclusive interview with CDOT, coming up at 2.15 right here on 610 Sports Radio. Brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss Royals first baseman slash NFL insider, Vinny Pasquantino. This football season with Cody and Gold. My Twitter is about to unload a football <laughs> tweet. First Jets game that I have free on Sunday. It's, it's go time. 610 Sports Radio. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.